Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I am your conspiracy asshole. Primetime 99, Alex Dan. On the grind? When? All the time. You know that, guys. And tonight is a very passionate night because every day is a spiritual day because every day above ground is not promised. So I just want to thank the Creator for giving us this time together so we can connect. Even though it's through a digital medium, I can go into your heart and give you a little fart. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I do. I'm like a kitten. I'm like a cat. I'm going to use your heart as a litter box in the cutest way and leave you a little bit of poop. And that's my love. That's what a cat does. They respect you. I'm like a dog. Dog will poop anywhere. A cat, they have a custom box. So that's what I do for you. I poop in a custom size area for you, making your life easier. That's what I want to do metaphorically as an entertainer for you. I want to poop in your metaphorical litter box. And I want you to be able to easily scoop that out without your guests being intoxicated by the odor of my fecal matter. What more could you ask? And this is all metaphor. This is hyperbole. You don't understand that. You might not understand a lot of things. But that is life. Not everything in life are you going to understand, Jack. Okay? But we are always searching for the answer. The quest is never fulfilled. Because life is not about the destination, my man. It's about the journey, my guy. Just think about that. Some of y'all don't want to think. But we got to flip the stupid switch, turn that on off. Turn the smart switch on. It's easier said than done, but I ask you. Hallelujah. And thank you for being here. I love you guys. Hallelujah. Children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I'm your Conspiracy Asshole. Primetime 99 Alex Stein. You're going to hear my co-host, Sky Bear. I hear him meowing right here. Sky, come here. Look at this chunky salsa. Have y'all heard of chunky salsa? Oh, Sky Bear. This is a chunky cat. He's a fat cat, guys. And this is what I'm talking about, the metaphorical litter box. This cat doesn't even respect me or like me. I have toxoplasmosis, but... Sky Bear. Sky Bear. But the one thing about this cat is... He goes in the litter box. I don't have to worry about him. Look at this full control. Look at this full control. I have full domination of this cat. I can teach you how to have this level of confidence with a female, with the opposite sex, with everybody. Because guys, this is full control. Once you can control an animal like this, you can control anything like this because this is a vicious cat with freaking nails that will slice your throat in half. But what do I do? I have pure domination because that's what I teach. That's what I preach. So... Can you have that chunky cat? I don't think so. Uh, do you have the chunky cat on your talk show? If not, 
then I don't know what to tell you, but I'm saying I'm the guy with the chunky salsa. I'm the guy with the chunky cat. Players are going uh, to try to hate, but don't hate the player, dog. Hate the game. Hate the cat game. Hate the fact that you don't have a feline. Hate the fact that you don't have the ability to open a can of Fancy Feast and have pure control over the feline. I wish I could recreate it for you. Are you jealous? No, I'm not here to make you jealous. No, look, I got no pants on. I'm not here. Look, I come here casual. I'm not. I'm no uppity buppity dog. I'm primetime 99. Came to Grand. But I'm trying to open your mind to the cat life. Some of y'all don't know what it's like. Some of y'all will never know what it's like because you, you won't even open your mind to the idea of getting a cat. So just think about all that. I mean, you, you think you're making big moves. You think you're, you know, living life uh, free. I don't know. But let me tell you what is living life free. Now we got the newest viral sensation, the crate challenge. It's taking over the game. You got more people in the hospital from the crate challenge and you got COVID. And that's why they did this. They did this mother trucking crate challenge to, so they can fill up the ICU, dog. Because let me tell you something. People are falling off this thing and going to the intensive care unit. But watch this, dude. This guy is a, a flavor of the way he goes down. Boom, bam, bam, ah, uh, like Cisco in the thong song. He finishes it. This guy is one of the lucky ones, right? But no, this thing is totally out of pocket. We got to go to some of these challenges. Look at this one. This is my favorite challenge of them all. Okay, this is Shreveport. You ready for this one? If they don't, if you don't go to the ICU for the crate challenge, uh, don't worry because you know what they're gonna do. Guess what? If the crates don't get you in Shreveport, you know what's gonna get you. Ready for it? the straight the straight gunshots and the you see that gotta go get the gun listen to that clearly something well, I'll tell you this much these guys aren't worried about COVID <laughs> I mean and see y'all think it's a joke but all the CIA had to do is just put these crates in, you know in, in these little neighbors look at this guy look at this guy you think this guy's got a chance in hell to make it intensive care unit intensive care unit finally I'll be resting look at him Look at him. Got blew his knee out. Had surgery on his knee. Can't walk. Y'all think this is a joke, dude. And y'all saying, oh, they don't have any pediatric ICU beds. Yeah, because this guy takes up two and a half beds. Like, he's large. He doesn't fit on one bed. He, just for his leg, it needs a separate bed. That's two. This guy counts for, gosh, this, I got, I just can't. My face is all itchy from all Sky Bear's cat hair. Um, that's, that's two beds for him, okay? And, and, and why? Because he's doing the crate challenge. For what? For internet clout. Okay, I know how you feel, bud. I'm trying to get internet clout myself. But, dude, I don't think it's worth busting your ass like a water balloon for clout. But let's, let's, just, let's just watch it from the beginning. Cause, you know. I mean, he's only too, he's too high. That's two boxes. Anybody could do that. Unless you're 500 pounds. What? <laughs> Why would a guy proportionately built this guy with such an off-center um, balance? Uh, his, his, his center of gravity is so off-balance. Why would he even attempt 
to get on it. And so let's, I don't even know if you need to watch in slow-mo, but I mean, you just got to think he doesn't have a chance. I mean, just lifting this leg this high, you have zero chance. This is where he made the mistake was even deciding, oh, I'm going to put my weight because you got to think about that crate is used to holding like milk or water. Probably like as a probably a hundred pound rating. I don't know. But you're doing the reverse side of it, so it's it's like weaker from that angle. I mean, dude, look at this. Chon look at dude. I mean, he didn't have a chance, dude. The crate, he's in crocs. And let me tell you something, it's kind of disrespectful because he'd at least have the crocs. If his leg wasn't so fat, he would be able to put the croc on, but he can't even fully put the croc on because he has so much lymphedema in his leg, sadly. Which, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. But he's got such a gout issue because he's eating. I'm I'm pretty sure he's not vegan, raw vegan. I'm pretty sure he's eating a high caloric um, diet from fast food restaurants. I'm just guessing that. I don't know that. I mean, he could be cooking food himself. All you need is an air fryer, and you can really make a delicious high caloric meal that will make you gain weight. So I don't know what his eating habits are, but I know that his ankle is so large that he can't even fit a crock around it. So that's that's not a good indicator of his health. Like there's certain little health indicators that you can use. And if a crock won't fit, if the, the backside of a crock won't fit on your leg, you can't fit your foot in because the girth of your ankle is that large, you have a serious medical condition and you need to some, seek some sort of medical health and medical help and probably go on some sort of low carb diet or... um. Uh, seek the, the guidance of a trained professional, a dietitian, a doctor, because at that rate, your body is going to uh, metastasize, I guess. I don't even know how to say it. Once, you're over, once your ankle is that swollen, it almost can never come back down. It's at the point of no return is, is what I worry about. So we really need to take uh, better care of ourselves for the people out there. If you're struggling with your Crocs, you know, that's a, that's a warning sign. Tombstone ain't burying me By the river they will carry me Finally I'll be resting in Don't peace be Finally Do better That's what I'm saying This guy had to fall So we don't have to make that same mistake That's the problem with societies People don't want to learn from other people's mistakes We can That's one secret to this game of life Is that you can actually learn from other people's mistakes it's harder. It's, it's it's harder to learn that way. You know, you usually always learn by taking your own lumps. Oh, shoot, I didn't start the Rockfin stream. Gosh, dang it. I always forget to do the Rockfin stream. Sorry uh, for the people watching on Rockfin. I knew I forgot something. I'm looking at the screen. I saw Rockfin. I realized I wasn't live. Oh, speaking of Rockfin, I was on uh, Sam Tripoli's tinfoil hat, and I believe that'll be going live here in the next day or two on Rockfin. Fat Planet $20, dog! Wow! Dude, I appreciate it. Fat Planet, you're always such a, uh, you're such a great supporter. I can't tell you guys how much it means to me. And, um, uh, Daryl joined my, uh, if Daryl's watching this, I got a new, uh, Patreon. Thank you, Daryl. My latest Patreon. I can't tell you guys how much, uh, I appreciate that. But yeah, speaking of Rockfin, okay, now we're live on Rockfin. I apologize about that, fellas. I, I, I forget. And ladies. I know you ladies out there. I don't want to trip on you ladies. I just freaking forget. And, uh, because it's an extra step. And I'm in a hurry. And I'm trying to get this out here. I'm trying to grind and shine for you. But you got everybody doing the crate challenge, falling down, filling up the world. I mean, you know, we got a lot of... Uh, uh, we got a freaking a lot of crap going on. Okay, it's still not up. But in the next day or two on Rockfin, you're going to be able to see my appearance on Tinfoil Hat. So that'll be awesome. Okay, let's watch that. I mean, he, couldn't, he didn't have a chance. He doesn't have a chance. 
Oh yeah. And, and I heard they took Karen B's channel too today. I mean, RIP Karen's channel. That's ridiculous. But you can find Karen B on Rockfin. That's where she's live. Actually, I believe right now. So everybody that is a Karen B fan, make sure to go sign up to Rockfin. You're gonna be able to get access to her content, my content, everybody's content. Uh, but especially hers. Okay, another thing, guys. Before I gotta get into it, this is just so ridiculous. So the freaking school I graduated from, uh, LSU. Actually, here, let me play one more. Let me play one more crate challenge. Try not. We can't laugh at this because this is. But I, I just want to represent, you know, the unrepresented. Yeah. So. We're finna do the crate challenge or the Hood Olympics Paralympic edition. This is the Paralympic edition. He's doing better than the other guy. He's doing better than the other guy. See, that's you're not on level ground. When they're doing it on the grass like that, there's holes, there's divots. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh, oh, oh! But I just want to say we represent everybody here. We want to give everybody a voice, especially the Paralympians. So for the Hood Paralympians, we salute you. Thank you guys for your sacrifice and your hard work that you put in it. So I want to thank this guy. I think his name is Montel Desmond, I believe. So, uh, uh, Des, you know, we always, we always respect that. Okay. Oh, yeah. And this is uh, the last thing I want to watch. I'm going to do a fucking fight challenge, bro. Damn, bro. Oh, I told you, bro. I said that it's old, bro. I just People said, are oh, dying out there. Because even though this is a satire, this is what's happening in the hood. We're losing, we're losing a lot of good men to crates. Why? Is the CIA putting them out there so that they can fill up the ICU with people injured? Maybe. Uh, that's all I'm saying. So remember that. But uh, you know, we can only talk about so much. But there's just such bad news. LSU is. Uh, I can't even really talk. I don't know if I can say this without getting how much I can really say, but LSU will require all guests 12 years of age or older to provide proof of you-know-what or a negative you-know-what. And guys, this is where I went to school. It's the only school in the SEC that's doing this. And I think I got to go down there and protest. So I've got to go to the first game. It's September 11th is the first game in Baton Rouge against McNeese State. So I'm going to go down there. And I'm going to go, you know, ask some students some questions and, and film some stuff. But I, I can only say so much because we're live on YouTube. But this is absolutely just makes me sick. Makes me sick. So you can't even go to the football game uh, unless you got, you know what. And this is me graduating. Look, I'm a chunky quesadilla and I'm getting back to chunky quesadilla. I need to lose weight. I'm making fun of Sky Bear's weight. I need to look at my own, the man in the mirror myself. I really got to take accountability because I'm... I'm being honest, I'm getting a little hefty myself. I got to freaking reduce the calorie intake. I don't know why I'm just doing this to myself, but. Chunky boy got to be chunky sometimes. And I know what it's like because that's my lifestyle. I don't eat meat, but I overcompensate with a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of sugars, a lot of sweets. Because, you know, I'm a sweet boy. I like to keep it a little sweet. You know what I mean? Sweet, sassy, molasses, as they always say. 
this is me graduating, okay? I, if I were you, don't go to college. This is a waste. You know, I was thinking I might even go down there. I don't want to burn my degree, but maybe eventually, maybe eventually, once I get bigger, once primetime 99 Alex signed, I'm not saying I need the college degree, but I don't want to do the ceremony yet. But we might have a ceremonial burn the degree outside of the university video. I don't know anybody that's done that. I don't know anybody that's done that. Yeah, it is depression, Alex, because I'm getting a little sad. I, I, I'll be honest, and I haven't been exercising as much, so my mental health is a little bit of wonky. It's not that bad, but I do need to get back on my exercise routine. It's so hot. I've been walking, but it's so hot. No, trust me, I didn't bribe him. It was hard to graduate. It was a pain in the ass. But I think I might have to go <coughs> renounce the university. But I'm wondering what happens if I do that. Do I actually lose my degree? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I got to kind of look into what what happens yeah this is a funny photo and i was probably hung over you know in this photo you know i was probably drunk and high my whole college experience which I actually um kind of regret i probably should have taken my college career a little more serious but you know i'm prime time 99 i was a 22 year old kid right there i mean what the hell did i know i didn't know a damn thing sadly but i know this right now i'm i'm 200 and like 17 pounds i believe i'm almost 220 I'm 6'3", dog. I'm being... Ah, I got to get to 195. Got to lose 25 pounds, really. I don't know. I might be over 220. I don't know. I got I to gotta weigh myself. I haven't weighed myself in a week. I'm just... I was like 217, I think, last time I weighed myself. But yeah, I, since this planet, I should be teaching a school how to grind. You know, that's what I do. All I do is grind because that's all I know how to do. But I mean, still, it's not easy. This grind wears you down. I mean, even water can wear down a, a stone and make it smooth, so... You know, you got to realize you got a lot of cats. You got a lot of freaking, uh, a lot of moving parts to this uh, machine. But um, very sad at my university. Just going to make that point. Uh, LSU. So we got to do some sort of performative art piece with, uh, are, am I doing the Masonic handshake there? I might be doing the Masonic handshake. Am I doing it? I know we're handshaking. Shite. What if my degree was a Masonic uh, agreement? I didn't even go to class. I didn't go to class very much, to be honest. So maybe, you never know. Maybe I was anointed. Maybe I am CIA. That's why I'm grinding so hard. And that's why I'm making you fall in love with me. Or maybe that's why I'm making you hate me. And now you're hate watching me. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I'll tell you this much. If you're here with me right now, I just want to say thank you. Okay. Now we got some crazy freaking news. You know, it's always freaking news, fake news, real news. Let's start with the freaking saddest couple on planet Earth, okay? Bill and Hillary Clinton were spotted taking a stroll on a beach Tuesday during their annual Hamptons getaway in these exclusive Daily Mail photos. All right. He, uh, he's just celebrated his 75th birthday, but it looks like the party is well and truly over for Bill Clinton. Look at this. Look at these. I mean, they look so... They just look like corpses almost. I don't even know how to explain it. They just, I mean, Hillary's beautiful. She's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. But look at them walking out there. It's so unnatural. Like they can't even go for a walk on the beach. They look so out of place and so weird. I mean, look at this. I mean, this is honestly scary. I'm not. I'm not trying to be like over dramatic, but dude, that is not. There's like something behind that brain that i don't know what but it doesn't it gives me a little caution to think like this guy is the leader of the free world and that his wife is you know these people are, are uh selected not elected so you learn that but still 
the fact these are the people of the, the, the free world, and, you know, the body count. I mean, everything with them is just so spooky and nasty. And it really, they're like some of the most terrible people. And uh, people don't even realize it, you know. I mean, why is this so weird just to look at them walking? Like, they're just, their shoes are weird. They're... I mean, you'd think Bill Clinton's outfit, I guess, is normal. He's just in jeans and a black T-shirt. Like, that's what I would wear. But it's just, I don't know. This is all meant to, like, it's all political theater is what it is. Do you see what I'm saying? So the political theater is just meant to distract us. And it's like the bread and circus. Like, look at Bill here. He looks, vi you know, he looks like uh, he has some vitality left in his body. He has some freaking, you know, oomph, some chutzpah. And I know he's a 75-year-old man, and I get that. Uh, so, you know, he's not a young chicken. He's not a spring chicken, but they're doing a new, like, what are they? What are these, uh, you know, where they go back and do a recreation of it, uh, of the relationship he had with Monica Lewinsky. It's like how they do a docudrama. And, you know, they, you know, dramatize it a little bit, but they use, like, the real story. Those are always real popular. They did it with, like, the O.J. Simpson story. And so that'll be interesting. It'll be whitewashed to make probably Bill Clinton look like some innocent guy or Hillary Clinton look good when in reality she just like, you know, totally, you know, went after these women and ruined their lives. So the Clintons don't look like they're doing too great. Uh, you know, I don't wish anything bad on any anybody, not even them. But uh, wow, they just they, they look like they got one in the one in the one in the one in the. One in the you-know-what. You know, I'm not talking about the shocker. Not uh, one in the pink, two in the stink. They got one in the dirt and one above ground. All right. Tony Hawk releases $500 skateboard with his blood infused into paint, and it sells out within 20 minutes. He is the greatest skateboarder of all time and has done it all from being the first to ever land a 900 and was the first ever to skateboard on White House grounds with permission from officials. Oh, he's the first one to skate at the White House. Oh, and I like Tony Hawk, so I don't want to make fun of Tony Hawk. And uh, until this, this is this is freaky. Now, I mean, could he like be a part of this and not really know that it's like sinister or weird? Maybe, but I doubt it. He's pretty self-aware, I believe. And Tony Hawk recently enjoyed perhaps the weirdest. Uh, first of all, the uh. The 53-year-old professional skateboarder released a $500 skateboard deck with his actual blood infused into the paint in collaboration with the sponsor Liquid Death Mountain Water. Hmm. All right, and uh, this is the board. So let's let's I guess let's look at it. Infused with 100% real Tony Hawk, and so that's his blood. Let's let's zoom into it. I mean, come on. I mean. This is some sort of like satanic thing. I mean, this is like the bird's head, I guess, because he's Tony Hawk. He's the bird man. But you still have like the nipples on the eyes. It still kind of has like a Baphomet vibe. You have the horns. You have like the head down here. Uh, I mean, whatever. People are better at decoding this stuff than me. But I'll just tell you this much. It's not an accident. They have all the satanic blood culture. It's They do it because it's mocking us. They like it. It's revelation of the method. They think it's so cute and funny. To have like, oh man, $500. I want my kid to buy the Tony Hawk blood skateboard. Dad, it's the coolest. That's his blood. Yeah, Slipknot drummer uh, Joey Jordison uh, did a blood-infused drumstick. That's what they always do. I mean, dude, that's, a word. that's what I'm going to sell next. I'm going to sell blood-infused something. I'll have blood-infused uh, 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 ties. I'm going I'm to have a custom conspiracy castle blood-infused tie. I'm going to cut myself. I'm going to bleed on it. I'm going to send it to you. It'll be a white tie. I'll bleed on it, and I'll send it to you. 
You trust me. I got plenty of time, and Skybear cuts me all the time. I got cuts all over my arms and hands from these cats. I got plenty of time. I'll send you my blood. You want my DNA? Go ahead. Do whatever you want. Use it to clone me. I don't give a damn. I might be a clone already. I don't even know if I'm the original form of me because they deleted my memory a long time ago, but I don't want to get into that. What I do want to get into is Tony Hawk and these $500 boards, dog, with his blood all up in the paint. Like, obviously, it's just a small amount of blood. This is him giving the blood right here. And then, you know, they put that in some paint. It's just, it's this, it's the uh, symbolic, ritualistic uh, form that it's in. You know, like they watch him take the blood. Oh, this is the blood. And then look, he looks kind of like scared. That's what they want. They want you to be uncomfortable. They want you to be a little uneasy. Like it's weird because it is weird. And that's why it's like ultra edgy. And these people are trying to be ultra edgy on purpose because they want to desensitize children. They want to desensitize the entire world. To blood, death, sex, like all this stuff. They just want to make you feel like you're just some insignificant being that's going to die and nothing matters. And like your coolest people, you can have their blood. So, I mean, they want you to be obsessed with people's blood. Why? It's just part of their, you know, uh, satanic culture, I guess. The same reason like, uh, you know, some people freaking like tapatio sauce and the reason some people like Cajun seasoning. I mean, it's whatever they've grown up, you know, whatever you've grown up around, you like jerk seasoning, you know, whatever. People like their culture, so they like blood seasoning on their skateboards. Okay, so we got to look at this. Now, this is really weird. Elon Musk posts cryptic tweet about the sun of the old world setting in a dying blaze of splendor. Now, you know we all about space. I'm primetime 99, the space race king. Y'all shot a dog in space? Me and Sky Bear are going to space. Every day we go to space mentally. I'm on I'm on freaking I'm on Mars right now, my guy. All right. So SpaceX and Tesla CEO Elon Musk posted an outlandish tweet on Monday in which he references the novel The Guns of August, a five hundred page book about the early stages of World War One. Musk fifty captioned the tweet with the name of the book written by Barbara Tuchman in nineteen sixty two, along with the entire first paragraph of the book. Okay, so she wrote this in nineteen sixty two. I mean, this is a while ago. <clears throat> so that's sixty years ago, uh, basically, fifty-nine. Um is that right? Fifty nine years ago? Yeah. The Guns of August, so gorgeous, was a spectacle on the May morning of 1910 when nine kings rode in the funeral of Edward the, what is that, 5-7? I don't know. I don't know how to remember numbers. I think that's seven. Of England, that the crowd waiting in hushed in black-clad awe could not keep back gasps of admiration in scarlet and blue and green and purple. Three by three, the sovereigns rode through the palace gates. With plumed helmets, gold braid, crimson sashes, and jeweled orders flashing in the sun, after them came five heirs apparent. Five after them came five heirs apparent. Forty more imperial or royal highnesses, seven queens, four doegers, and three regnants, and a scattering of special ambassadors from uncrowned countries. Together, they represented seventy nations in the greatest assemblage of royalty and rank ever gathered in one place, and of of its kind. The last, the muffled tongue of Big Ben trolled nine by the clock as the cordage left the palace. But on history's clock, it was sunset and the sun of the old world was setting in a dying blaze of splendor, never to be seen again. Okay, so look at that. So the sun of the old world was setting in a dying blaze of splendor, never to be seen again. Now, this is 1910. We're in 2012. There's nobody. I don't believe there's anybody 112 years old right now. There might be like one person. So there's nobody even alive. And if they were, they would have been an infant. They wouldn't even known what's going on. So, 
why is Elon Musk tweeting this long thing about the old son? What? What's that all about? It's because what they tell us about the sun is incorrect. They tell us that it's 93 million miles away. No way. They tell us that, you know, it's the center of the universe and that it's and that we're orbiting it. No, when you watch the sunrise and sunset, it's so clearly moving in the sky. And it's the same size as the moon. He goes like, oh, I don't believe you. Well, just go out and watch it yourself. Go watch the sunrise and go watch the sunset and go out there and, and compare the sizes of the sun and moon. There's plenty of footage online. It's not a coincidence. The sun, moon, and stars are a map of the sky. But they want to make you seem like it's some sort of cosmic accident. But when he's talking about like the old sun, you know, can suns be changed? I, I don't know. I, I'm of the the impression that that the sun that we see is a reflection of a bigger sun somewhere else, and that's why we all see it at the you know at the same place where we can all see it in the sky because it's a reflection. So uh, you know, it's the angle of which it's reflected at us. That's what I believe. It's not we're not looking at the physical object, but Elon Musk, like this guy is, you know, uh, you know, you know, it's real, you know, it's real because it looks so fake. I mean, he's the guy that says this. I mean, I mean, this is all you got to do. You know, this is all you got to know. So fake, honestly. Yeah. You can tell it's real because it looks so fake, honestly. You can tell it's real because it looks so fake, honestly. And this, you can tell it's real because it looks so fake, honestly. So he's admitting that it looks fake because that's called revelation of the method. We always talk about it. Like they have to tell us, you know, basically what they're doing because so they don't have some sort of karma or guilt associated with their lies or at least less karma and guilt with it. So this guy's tweeting about, uh, and the sun of the old world was setting in a dying blaze of splendor, never to be seen again. So this is a story about 1910 when the biggest party uh, that has ever happened since and, you know, ever happened then and since. There's no party that says bigger than this gathering in 1910 when they're talking about Big Ben, which is still in London today. So this isn't that long ago. And they're talking about the sun of the old world was setting in a dying blaze of splendor, never to be seen again. You know, what does that mean? Does that, does the sun reset? Does the sun die? Does a new sun come? Because there are people who are saying the color of the sun is different. Uh, you know, you got to look at that. Or is the shade of the color of the sun changing? I don't know. I mean, it, this is stuff you can't just turn on your television and learn. You have to do your own independent investigation. I know it sounds crazy, but I just really ask everybody out there to please look into the sun, moon, and stars on your own because you're going to learn a lot more on your own than you ever learned in first grade from your teacher that didn't even know what the hell they were talking about. So, okay, so he quotes this book, uh, this book, The Guns of August, and then the muffled tongue of Big Ben told nine by the clock as the cordage left the palace, but on history's clock it was sunset, and the sun of the old world was setting in a dying blaze of splendor, never to be seen again. So ends the paragraph. Tuckman's book, centered on the first month of the Great War, was an immediate bestseller and earned her a Pulitzer Prize for general, general nonfiction. President John F. Kennedy was so impressed with it that he gave a copy to each member of his cabinet and some of his top military advisors and told them to read it. Okay, so this is a book JFK was in love with, talking about the old son, and Elon Musk is, you know, out of all the chapters in a 500-page book, talking about that, quoting that, nine rings for mortal men. So... You know, what does that mean? I don't understand. Uh, Must followed up the Guns of August tweet with another literary reference, referencing the Lord of the Rings writing Nine Rings for Mortal Men. The Lord of the Rings, written by J.R.R. Tolkien, was shaped in part due to Tolkien's own experience serving in World War One. 
So, I mean, is this some sort of predictive programming for the, the, the future World War III? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this. People are better at decoding and deciphering this type of stuff. But everybody, this is something we do need to look at because this is like we always say, it's revelation of the method. He likes to say, oh, it looks so, you know, oh, it's, you know it's real because it looks so fake. That's just like everything is safe and effective. It's just this, it's just this you know, bullshit statement that has nothing behind it. Um. But there is something behind these tweets. Like, he's trying to do something. His karma feels bad. He wants to reveal it. Because think how cool it would be if you could really reveal what the sun, moon, and stars are. And he knows, probably. He's probably aware of it. And, and that's a lot of power. But I guess that's not enough power because he knows he would probably lose everything. You know, he would get Jeffrey Epstein or whatever. I don't know. But I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, and we are in a, a World War III right now. They're, they're pinning us against each other. It's basically a civil war. It's a medical civil war. Um and I wouldn't have thought that, but when you have doctors saying they won't treat people unless they've had their, you know what, we're in a medical civil war. In the past, Musk has said that he thinks artificial intelligence will far, far surpass humans in every single way and could go as far as being the root cause of World War Three. Well, see, that's the thing is the, the artificial intelligence, I, I'm not so worried about that because like they try to do, they have tests, AT&T, all these big telecommunication companies where they're trying to get the automated services to sound exactly like a human. And then when they test it on people, people can always figure out that they're talking to a robot. So we still haven't been able to create a technology where we can coherently talk to somebody on the phone and they not realize. Some people get tricked, but the majority of people over a short amount of time can realize they're talking to a robot and not a real human. So even though with all this technology they have, they still can't get that right. So this artificial intelligence, I think, is a little farther off than people say. Uh, and you also look at the Boston Dynamic robots you see that are dancing everywhere. That's CGI. That you know. And then you look at this. Like, look, uh, Boston Dynamics robot. Boston robots dancing. Like, this is all. This is just total CGI. This is the new thing. I don't want to hear the music. Okay, okay. I don't. Please no music. Please no music. Okay, okay. So like, I'm just saying, this is all bullcrap. Then there's new ones going out. This is CGI. This, these robots aren't actually doing this. I'm like, why even show us this? Uh, it's just to, to scare us, show us predictive program to get us used to it, to desensitize us to it when it's on the street. But I don't even think this is as big a threat yet. Like, how easy would it be to turn that dog thing and put a gun on it and actually make it come up to your house and shoot you? Very easy. They can do that with a, with a controller. That's possible. But the idea of artificial intelligence where it's just going to be able to, you know, totally, you know, trick a human, I, that's not that's not what's going to happen. That's not going to... Uh, no, that's, that's a farther off. But... What they like and what he's going to push is the idea of the transhumanist agenda where you're going to, because of climate change, they're going to say, hey, we're going to plug you into a fake matrix just like the movie and uh, your parents might choose it for you in the, in the beginning because they're going, to, they're going to totally take away you know, our, our ability to reproduce. But before we get into that, I'm just saying they're going to say, hey, we can plug you into this fake world and in this fake world, you're going to have unlimited money. You're going to have unlimited success. You're going to be the star. You're going to be the Tom Cruise or whatever, the Michael Jordan, whatever you want to call it, the biggest and best. You can be 10 feet tall. You can change yourself. You can live forever. And they're going to try to sell you in this dream world. But when you go in that dream world, you actually die because we are spiritual beings. And once we lose that um, energetic, once they start taking our energy and we they plug our consciousness to a computer, it's over, Jack. You're not a living being anymore. So uh, it's this really false sense of security of like never ending life and really it kills you. So it does the exact opposite. It's a total misdirection. And that's the plan. That's a lot of what they do. You know, what is it? A, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, whatever. However, they got to make it do it. You know, the ends always justify the means with these people. The means always, you know, the ends always justify the means.
So, you know, Musk is, you know, I don't know. Is he, is he a good person? Is he revealing anything? I don't think so. I mean, I think he's an idiot. I think he wants to reveal something. I think he knows he's got some good information, but, um, he's just, uh, He's probably a bitch ass. He doesn't want to lose everything he has. Okay, Texas Sheriff says he keeps a corpse trolley in his truck after a number of dead migrants found along the border in 2021. So far, surges to 383, the highest in a decade. Okay, and that's one thing I do want to talk about the migrant crisis because I've had friends that, you know, they will go, I haven't done it, but they've gone river rafting on the, uh, you know, on the Rio Grande River. And there's like, there'll, there'll be places on the Rio Grande. Look, they, they just load them up in these U-Hauls, you know, no AC, it's, it's 200 degrees out. Well, what I'm saying is all these guys, I, I'm not anti-immigration even, but it's so dangerous. These people out in this hot desert trying on foot and in the back of, you know, 18 wheelers, you know, stuffed in here. It's really sad how many people have died. This is a serious problem and it really frustrates me just as an American, like, you know, whatever you can say, I'm a baby truther, but it's sad that so many people are dying unnecessarily trying to cross the border and it's and there's a bunch of coyotes and when people pass out they're sick they just leave them there and uh people really have to pick them up now how many of these articles are real i think the fake news is a lot of bullcrap you know this guy could be exaggerating to steal our low vibrational energy but i know people that have you know been on the border and i've been to the border i've actually been to the border when i was a young kid and i saw where you can cross without a passport um but I'm saying like, you know, as an adult, I, I was still, I was young. I was like, uh, I think I was in seventh grade. So I was not, or I think I was like in sixth grade. So I was, you know, kind of knew what's going on, but I didn't really know. Now uh, that you can just go on the border and there's, you know, like out in the desert, people leave water for people, but it doesn't matter if you're out there and you're hot and it's 150 degrees and you get dehydrated and people collapse and die and have all kinds of issues so i you know i'm not trying to bring the low vibrational energy but it's really sad what's going on uh down on the border and that's right near me you know i'm in dallas i just hate that uh for the people so you know we don't live in a uh, candy land fake world we live in a very intense world okay i talked about this too louisiana state to require uh, proof of you know what and uh you got to be if anybody over 12 has to have it or a negative test to get in the game so, I mean, this is ridiculous. I don't even want to get into this because there's only so much you can say. We love the CDC. Thank you. The CDC, we always follow the CDC guidance. The CDC knows better than everybody. Always listen to the CDC and the WHO and Dr. Fauci. We love your, your guidance. Thank you, guys. Um, but, uh, yes, so LSU is taking a stand that is going to cause a huge uproar, and I can't even say much about it. we got to get on Rockfin to be able to talk about that subject. Karen B. lost her channel. I hate that for Karen B. <clears throat> but like I said earlier, you can always catch Karen B. on uh, Rockfin, where I believe she was live tonight. Uh, I think she went live twice today. So go and support uh, Karen B. over on Rockfin. Go join her, subscribe to her, okay? Woman 19 accused... Okay, let me do it. Look at this girl. This is this is the type of youth we have. This Look at this girl and tell me if you think this girl is a stone-cold killer. Just tell me this. Woman 19 accused of shooting disabled woman dead is now charged with murder of couple who are doused with flammable fluid and then set ablaze in their home. A teen woman who was cleared of charges tied to the murder of a disabled woman last year has been charged with murder for dousing a couple with the flammable fluid and setting them on fire in their home. Emma Pressler 19 has not yet been taken into custody, but has been charged with murder and a warrant has been issued for her arrest. The Houston police department said in a news release, this is in Houston. I'm in Dallas. This is three hours south of me. 
Pressler is believed to have thrown a flammable substance on Devin Graham, 33, and lit him on fire in a home in the Houston suburb of Kingwood around 10 p.m. on August 6, cops said in the release. His girlfriend, Carissa Lindros, 26, was also severely burned, and the couple was taken by helicopter to a local hospital where Graham died from his injuries two days later, and Lindros remains fighting for her life weeks later. Okay, so it's already weird that this 33-year-old guy is hanging out with a 19-year-old kid, but this 19-year-old girl, Emma Pressler, is no saint herself. She's already been um, uh, accused. This is her. This is Sarah. She's already been accused of murder for a drive-by shooting where uh, a disabled person died. So this girl looks innocent. These are the, this is the victim. This guy dead, and he's 33 years old. So is this article real? Is this article fake? It makes you wonder. makes you wonder. But let's keep going. 19-year-old, I think, believe this is the deceased. This is the de this is, And she's in critical condition. He's dead. Looks like he has a daughter. Uh... Uh, uh, it was not immediately clear what has led Presser to being named as a suspect for the burning death of Graham. The charges against Presser filed by the Montgomery County District Attorney's Office with murder in the four, fourth, 435th District Court came after Presser was accused of being involved in the murder of another woman with cerebral palsy last year. Presser was cleared of her charges for the deaths of Sierra Rod, 20, when a judge found that there was no probable cause in her case. Okay, maybe the probable cause of this girl is freaking nuttier than a freaking... Uh, uh, I don't know who has a squirrel's turd. Is that what it is? Yeah. Presser was cleared of her charges for the death of Sierra Rod. I read that. Rod was sleeping on September 13th when a volley of bullets were fired into her Cypress home, killing her. Her parents and brother were home but were not hit. The alleged shooters took off in a number of vehicles after the drive-by, and Presser was allegedly found driving a red pickup truck owned by her boyfriend, Austin McKayla, nearby. Just because I drive a red truck doesn't mean I'm involved in a murder, the judge told prosecutors in court according to KTRK TV. There's a lot of things that indicate she may be involved, but until you have something that goes beyond reasonable suspicion, you don't have probable cause. Wow. So this girl already got off in a drive-by shooting, it looks like, sounds like. There's a lot of things. Uh, Crystal Lee Rod, Sierra's mother, told the ally that Presser escaped justice for her daughter's case because of failure of the system, which sounds about right. These monsters took her from me, she said. I think they'll all need to be in jail for it, including Presser. So this is the girl that was shot in the drive-by. It looks like she had cerebral palsy. Wow. Lindros' aunt, Lisa Sherlock, told KTRK-TV that the family is relieved Presser has been named as a suspect and noted that the two know each other through further details about the relationship remains unclear. Although further details about the relationship remains unclear. We actually have a name now and a face of who did this, Sherlock said. She urged anyone who knows where Presser may be to come forward so that cops can arrest her. Oh God, please, if you know where she is, if you know anything about where she's staying, please, please come forward, Sherlock said. Chris and Devin did not deserve this. Sherlock said that Graham has three children left without a father. Wow, three kids. And that Lindros hopes to recover to run, return home to her little girls. I mean, this is uh, this all sounds you know kind of weird, but residents in the neighborhood where Presser lives with her grandparents told Daily Beast that they have seen evidence of prostitution and drug deals at the home. It never stops, said a neighbor who identified herself as Eileen. She, she added, I hope the cops will finally start believing us. We're hoping that they get out of the neighborhood. Wow, so it looks like this is a drug dealing house where, you know, we have people doing drive-by shootings and uh, burning people on fire. And there's a bunch of children there, apparently. So this is not a good environment. Pressler has previously faced numerous charges, uh, numerous other charges, including theft, drug possession, evading arrest, and failure to appear in court. She has an additional felony warrant for outstanding meth possession. Outstanding meth possession right here. You see that? And look at this girl. Thank you, 100 people watching. This is her. This is the 19-year-old that's got all these charges. So this is what I'm trying to say. This is an indicator of where society is going. You want to say our future is bright? If this is our future, our future is as bright as a closed toilet seat. 
We are fucked. And I don't mean that metaphorically. I mean that literally, actually, because really, I don't believe the people, the, the younger generation appreciates what's going on or the way they appreciate their, the way they're being brought up. And I, I believe that we're, we're bringing up people even more so now to be disconnected from their um, importance or their significance, making life to them seem nothing. Like it's very, just, just you know, no big deal. We're just willing to shoot into people's houses. You're 19, you're 18, you're doing meth. You're just uh, burning people, catching people on fire. And this isn't the only example. You can look at Chicago. A lot of the, the, the gun violence in Chicago is done by children, by people under the age of 18. So these children are not mature enough to make these decisions and they're being uh, constantly uh, under trauma-based mind control or if they're not, they're getting pressured into a, a lifestyle of debauchery because they're so desensitized from pornography and, and movies and death and the idea of dying and buying skateboards covered in blood from your favorite skateboarder. I mean, it's like, dude, of course these people are not afraid to murder and shoot and kill because it's just put in their face constantly, even like the video games. And I'm not trying to sound like some sort of like crazy conservative or like some, oh, I don't want kids playing video games. But dude, this is a very good indicator of, of the future. I mean, this girl doesn't look like an evil girl. This little girl looks like a nice girl. And uh, her life is, is not just ruined herself, but she ruined, it looks like, three other people's lives and then her family's life as well. And I'm sure she comes from a broken home. I don't, I don't know that. But uh, still, it, this is not good for anybody to have their daughter be a murderer like this and to catch a person on fire. That's a very cruel way to kill somebody. And that's very evil and sadistic. And that's the nature of the kids coming up. They feel very entitled. I mean, look at me. We all feel a little entitled because we all feel like we got, uh, you know, some sort of bad hand from the people before us. But Guys, we got to have some gratitude for what we got because the sheer chances that we are here, we all hit the lotto. Just being here, even if you're in a wheelchair, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even if you're, you're you're really sick right now, you just had your leg amputated, I get it, but you're just lucky that you're here. The chances that you made it this far are so slim. So you really got to realize you hit the lottery just by being here, no matter how miserable uh, you may feel at the moment. I'm telling you, you got to savor the flavor because... Look at this 19-year-old. She'll probably change places with you. Her whole life's ruined. She's going to spend the rest of her life in jail probably. And they're definitely going to end up getting her on that those other charges because she's going to when they get her in, in jail, she's, she's done. All right. Uh, look at this. Uh, and this is another thing. Uh, this, is, this is, and I had a little bit about this. Skeletons are found embracing an eternal love lock in 15-year-old Chinese grave. Experts say women may have sacrificed herself so they could be buried together. Now watch this. Archaeologists have uncovered the skeletal remains of a man and a woman buried more than 1,500 years ago in northern China with the two remains positioned in an eternal love lock. The man, believed to be 29 and 35 at the time of death, was likely around 5 foot 4 and had several signs of trauma, including a broken arm and missing ring finger on his right hand and issues with his feet. The woman is roughly 5 foot 2 and between 35 and 40 years at the time of her death. It's unclear how the male and female ended up in the same grave, although it's possible that the wife sacrificed herself to be buried with her dead husband. The remains were discovered in June 2020 while workers were uh, evacuating the Shenzhi province. Now, I just want to say, this is what they call the eternal love lock. This is what I need from my ladies. I want the eternal love lock. And, and I know that's, that's asking a lot. So when I die that you would have to sacrifice yourself for me, I know that's a lot. I get it. But think about how cool this would be in 1,500 years when they dig us up and we're 69ing. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do different. So, uh, oh, donation 20 bucks. Thank you, Shay Shay TK. And we're 111 people watching. Yeah, so it looks like the eternal love lock, uh, the eternal 69 love lock is is awesome. So thank you, Shay Shay TK. I'm, I'm glad you guys like that. So I'm looking for somebody. I'm currently dating someone. I'm, I haven't run this past year, but 
what I want to do is when I die, they're going to have to just, you know, sacrifice themselves with me, some sort of assisted suicide. I know that's a bummer. I know. I don't like it either. I don't like it for you either. But I am Primetime 99. You're going to get eternal love locking, eternal 69 love lock. So I'm, I'm looking for somebody kind of freaky deaky. It's not going to be a run-of-the-mill person. I get it. I know you're going to love me. I'm very lovable, and you're going to have to, you know, of course, um, suicide yourself when I pass away. But that's just, you know, come on. Do you either want Tony Hawk's bloody skateboard or do you want to be eternally 69 and they find us after 1500 years and we're 69ing in a tomb? That's what we is, is really important at the end of the day. So anybody, if you're thinking about doing that, please contact me at conspiracycastle33 at gmail.com. Okay, look at this right before the anniversary. And guys, is he saying this for cloud? Is this, is this, what is this, a misdirection? Is this mockery? In recent interview, director Spike Lee said he believes 9-11 conspiracy theories. All right. Hollywood filmmaker Spike Lee says he believes in 9-11 conspiracy theories, including the claim that one building in the World Trade Center was brought down by a controlled demolition and not a terror attack. In a recent interview with New York Times, Lee discussed his new eight-hour documentary series, New York Epicenters, 9-11 to 2021 and a half. The four-part installment, which is first premiered on HBO on Sunday, focused primarily on New Yorkers and their reactions to 9-11 terror attacks and the COVID pandemic. It includes interviews with New York politicians like Senator Chuck Schumer and Mayor Bill de Blasio, along with various healthcare workers, firefighters, and activists. He said the New York Police Department declined to be interviewed in his documentary due to his views on the police. But the last episode also includes several members of the conspiracy group Architects and Engineers for 9-11, a group that has suggested that the United States government was involved with the collapse of the World Trade Center on September 11, 2001. Okay, so that makes you think. Uh, uh, and, you know, we've had Richard Gage, the leader of the Architects and Engineers, so that's obviously who he had on his show. I don't know this, but, I mean, if they had Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth, that means they had Richard Gage. So that's awesome that Spike Lee's giving him a platform. Now, is it to mock us? Is it what? Well, I don't know. we gotta, we got to take everything with a grain of salt. When Times reporter Reggie Ugwu uh, asked Lee about the group's inclusion in the documentary series, Lee responded, I mean, I got questions, and I hope that maybe the legacy of this documentary is that Congress holds a hearing, a congressional hearing about 9-11. And that's what I'm talking about. I would love a congressional hearing about 9-11. Now, even if they had that, would they do anything? Now, those are really cool glasses. They're like double-framed, and they're kind of off-center. Wow, I've never seen something like that. He's definitely got more style than me, and I'm primetime 99, but, you know, it's hard to compete with Spike Lee when it comes to it. Uh, but I'm just saying, look at freaking uh, Spike Lee talking about congressional hearing 9-11. Now, I like all that in a bag of chips. Now, don't let 99 out of sign get in Congress. Then we're going to solve it. Then we're going to go to the Project for New American Century. We're going to shut the whole bitch down, and we're going to put them all on blast. Um, a Spike Lee joint. But see, he can also be doing this for clout, so he gets people like us involved because he knows there's a counterculture of people that know the truth. And so maybe he's just trying to you know, wheel us in, or he's just using the architects and engineers for clout, which maybe he is. And if he is, I like it because I like Richard Gage. Like, uh, do, do we agree with him 100% on everything? No, but the idea uh, that they're exposing the truth of what's really happened on September 11th is awesome. So uh, God bless, Godspeed. This is what I like to see. Some sort of progress 20 years after the fact. I mean, just look at the debacle in Afghanistan. We spent over a trillion dollars in 20 years just to give the Taliban to the Taliban. I mean, literally, we, we just we just stayed there for 20 years. And in one week, we gave the Taliban, we let the Taliban go back to being the Taliban. We, we didn't build up the Afghan military to defeat the Taliban. They, they just totally uh, laid it down. So, uh, you know, we can get into that. I, I talked about that on the Tinfoil House same Tripoli. We talk all about Afghanistan. But... We got Spike Lee talking about what really happened on 9-11. So we really, really, really need to be paying attention. Ugu then asked Lee if he believes the official explanations for the World Trade Center collapse on September 11th, to which Lee acclaimed, 
the amount of heat that it takes to make steel melt, that temperature is not reached. And the juxtaposition of the way Building 7 fell to the ground when you put it next to other building collapses that were demolitions, it's like you're looking at the same thing, Lee said in the interview. But people are going to make up their own mind, he said. My approach is to put the information in the movie and let people decide for themselves. I respect the intelligence of the audience. Oh, I like that. My approach is to put the information in the movie and let people decide for themselves. I respect the intelligence of the audience. Well, let me tell you something, Spike. Uh, you know more than me, you've created more content. The audience is dumb. The majority of people, and I'm not calling my audience dumb. You guys are smart, but the majority, the mass majority of people, the bigger we get in groups, the dumber we get. So it's like, people are not going to be intelligent enough to just figure it out. We need to really kind of, you know, bring it home a little more clear and concise. They need like a shot, you know, of vodka of 9-11 truth. You can't just, you know, give them a little beer. That's not going to fuck them up enough. But people are going to make up their own mind. He knows that. The original World Trade Center 7 was a 42-story building constructed in 1987, which was filmed tumbling to the ground after the Twin Towers collapsed. Some angles showed the seemingly undamaged tower collapsed onto its own footprint, sparked, which controlled demolition claims. But footage from the other side of the building shows a huge gash caused by falling debris. Ah, I don't know about that. A huge gash. I don't know. Some windows busted out, but okay. At that point... Ugwa asked Lee why he believes in 9-11 conspiracies but does not support conspiracy theories about vaccines or the 2020 election, to which Lee quit. People are going to think what they think regardless. I'm not dancing around your question. He said, people are going to think what they think. He noted, people have called me a racist for do the right thing. People said in Mo Better Blues I was anti-Semitic. She's got to have it. Uh, that was misogynist. People are just going to think what they think, Lee said. And you know what? I'm still here going on four decades of filmmaking. And he's right. So, you know, maybe it is walking against the grain. I like that. Thank you, Roosevelt Media News. Y'all want to hit that like button. You know, I always like that. That helps people, I think. I, I don't think I get suggested to new people because I don't gain that many new subscriptions. But, um, and if you're watching this, you're not subscribed, please go hit the subscribe button. I'm almost at 10K. We're like 400 people away from my 10,000 subscriptions. And I would love to hit 10,000. That'd be cool. Uh, I really appreciate all 9,620 of you subscribers currently on uh, the Conspiracy Castle YouTube. And you can catch me on Rockfin, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blah, 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 every freaking platform. But here are some uh, close-up pictures of the towers of the day. I mean, this is what they left us with. I mean, give me a break. Um, just look at Shanksville. Flight 93 in Pennsylvania doesn't match up. I mean... You know, and and uh, the controlled demolition theory has been around since the immediate aftermath of the 9-11 terror attacks when Building 7 was hit by debris from the Twin Towers and was damaged by fires, which burned for seven hours until it was completely destroyed at about 5.20 p.m. Some proponents of the theory suggest the building was demolished because it may have served as an operational center for the demolition of the Twin Towers, while others suggest that the government insiders may have wanted to destroy files about corporate fraud. Loose Change film producer Dylan Avery once said he thought the destruction of the building was suspicious because it housed the CIA office, an outpost of the Secret Service, and the Securities Exchange and uh, Securities and Exchange Commission, and the city's uh, emergency command center. Which is like this is literally the command center for the entire. Uh, you could do anything from this this center. Like it wasn't an accident. This thing was reinforced. This was like supposedly one of the safest buildings in New York City, uh, and one of the you know. I guess most clandestine or most secure, and it just fell down in seven hours. Give me a break. But United States Special Operations Command had said anyone could have rented space in the building. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. I'm sure you let some other people rent in there. Yeah. You can't take up every office, and that's just, you know, uh, come on. You got to water it down so it's not just all these, like, intelligence agencies in there. Shut up. These people are just so, gosh, they have us like we're just all imbeciles. It's really sad. 
The National Institute of Standards and Technology also investigated the claims and found no corroborating evidence for alternative hypothesis suggesting that the World Trade Center intertowers were brought down by controlled demolition using explosives planted prior to the September 11, 2001. Instead, photographs and videos from several angles clearly show the collapse initiated at the fire and impact floors that the class progressed from the initiating floors downward until the dust clouds obscured the view. Lee has been a top Democratic donor's campaign for the far-left politicians over the past few years. In 2012, Fox reports he hosted Obama in a fundraiser at his Manhattan home. Then in 2016, he campaigned for Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders ahead of the primaries, even appearing in a radio ad for the senator. Then in 2019, Lee hosted a sold-out fundraiser for now Vice President Kamala Harris and Martha's Vineyard, where they all got sick. The only people who said no is NYPD. Lee said in the interview, they don't look good in this. And that footage of the police officers assaulting Black Lives Matter protesters in 2020 does not lie. They are cracking heads. Okay, so is this good news? What are we really going to get with this? Spike Lee, is he really going to reveal the truth about 9-11? I wouldn't hold your breath, but if, if a few people are more awake to it, especially you know young black men and women, that will help the cause. We need to wake as all cultures and classes and races, and everybody needs to know. Uh, about the terror attacks on 9-11. Okay, and, and eh, you know, we're almost at an hour. I wanted to do a little cute story. Please don't steal the Charmin. Bear is seen walking off with a woman's Amazon delivery of toilet paper in its mouth. Look at this, guys. Something to, something to you know, make it a little easier. Life's not all doom and gloom. They want to make you think it's all doom and gloom, but look at this. You know, with the idea of the porch pirate is not just, it's not just a young Filipino man or, or like a uh, you know a woman with a meth problem. Now you're gonna have bears are gonna be able to steal your packages. And I'll tell you what, if a bear wants to come on my porch and take my uh, order of cat treats or uh, you know my Bluetooth headset, go for it, dog. I mean, look at him, dude. He's better than my delivery guy. He walks faster. My delivery guy, I think, has diabetes or something. This di this bear looks like he's in better shape. But just you know, realize that if you're a bear out there, you know uh, you're welcome to. Uh, come and take my packages okay this is another thing another space thing look how stupid they think we are this is what they honestly tell us they tell us it's the straight face snow on mars is dustier than that on earth meaning it is more likely to melt and could help sustain life look at this mockery just as it does on earth it snows on mars how the fuck would you know that it snows on mars when you look at mars through a telescope you cannot see Snow. Look, look, they're going to show us. Oh, oh, oh. As such, it's more likely to melt and turn into water given the right conditions. Look at this. Oh, this is snow. Dude, they, oh my gosh. If you really think there's a rover on Mars uh, that far away, I just can't help you guys. I just can't help you. That is, this is the fakest, most bullshit thing. We don't even have a technology to do that on Earth. We can't even do the same. We can't even recreate this, uh, uh, the propeller speed that, that are able to go in Mars atmosphere. We can't even do that here on Earth. So the Mars rover is just officially it's just such bullshit. And they're telling us now it snows and we can use this snow. Guys, nobody's going to Mars. We're never in our lifetime. Is anybody ever going to live on Mars? So we need it. It's just all this Mars stuff is once again make, made to make you feel insignificant, to make you feel like you're just, you know, on a spinning ball and you're just, a, you know, a speck, an insignificant speck on this huge universe and you're nothing and your life has no meaning. In reality, your life is so meaningful, and the fact that you're here means you just won the life lottery, and you really need to count your lucky stars. And that's really what you're going to become one day, I believe. You know, that is where your, your spirit probably goes, into the stars. Maybe you come back down, but I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. The idea that they tell you that the, the, the surface of the snow in Mars 
Give me a fucking break. This is such mockery and such bullcrap. It makes me sick. Okay. Uh, using data from NASA's Phoenix Mars lander, the recon reconnaissance re orbiter, along with the uh, computer simulations, research re researchers were able to figure out that the Martian snow is darker than it is on Earth due to the high levels of dust on the planet. As such, it's also more likely to melt and turn into water given the right conditions. There is a chance that this dusty and dark ice might melt a few centimeters down, said the study's lead author, Adita Cooler, in a statement. And any subsurface liquid water produced from melting will be protected from evaporating in Mars' whipsy atmosphere by the overly blanket of ice. Given that Earth's oceans are teeming with life, according to NASA, the presence of liquid water on any body in the solar system suggests it may have once been home to life or may yet still be. <gasps> oh my gosh! They don't think snow! That means there's aliens on Mars! If you believe this, you're you're mentally injured. You you fell off a horse, okay? Anybody that believes that you, you were damaged in a horsing accident and you, you fell off a horse. All right, all right. Last uh, article, something you know, not you know, we got to have another cute article. Woman is banned from Belgian Zoo because her close relationship with the chimp she blew kisses to is deemed unhealthy for him. Wow. Antwerp Zoo has banned a woman from visiting a male chimp because their close relationship is causing them to be ostracized from other apes. A.D. Timmermans has been visiting Cheetah, a 38-year-old male chimpanzee, on a weekly basis for four years and is now having what she described as a relationship with the animal. But zoo workers are told Addie she can no longer be in contact with the animal as other chimps have excluded him from their group, causing him to be alone for up to 15 hours a day. Addie strongly opposed the band, saying, I love that animal and he loves me. I haven't gone anything else. I haven't got anything else. What do they want to take that? Why do they want to take that away? She said the ban was unfair as it applies to only her while other visitors are allowed to visit the chimp freely. Wow, look at this crazy lady. She goes to the zoo so much she fell in love with one of the chimps behind the glass and now won't even socialize with the other people. Oh my God, look at this lady. Dude, if I had to freaking, uh, Landry, I'm not gay. You're gay, Landry. And if I was gay, we're gay friendly. So being gay is okay. But, Listen, Landry, uh, uh, I get more ladies than you. Hey, Hannah, Hannah, come here. I want Hannah to come here. I don't know if she will, but Hannah, come here. I need you to, to be on camera. You guys see, I'm probably 99. I smash it, and I smash it hard, all right? You need to understand that. This lady, she smashes. She went to smash the chimp, all right? We don't all uh, like the same thing. So listen, we got to accept people for being different, all right? So uh, this woman obviously looks like a woman that would fall in love with a chimp. There's no doubt about it, okay? Um Look at this. Look at this. Look at this guy. He looks like a man in love. There's no way that that love is fake. Adi's relationship with Cheetah sees the pair waving and blowing kisses to each other through the glass of the chimp enclosure every week. And Addy steadfastly believes the chimp loves her. However, while their exchange through the glass appears to be little more than a playful interaction, zoo officials say the relationship between Adi and Cheetah means a primate spends the 15 hours a day outside of visiting hours completely alone because the other chimps won't allow him into the group. When Cheetah is constantly surrounded by visitors, the other animals ignore him and don't consider him part of the group, zoo curator uh, Sarah Lafotte told Belgian uh, Channel ATV. He then sits on his own outside of visiting hours, an animal that is too focused on people is less respected by its peers, and we want Cheetah to be a chimpanzee as much as possible. And look at this woman! How could you not fall in love? I'm in love with this woman. I want to freaking date this woman. I This, this woman... I, I totally understand why the chimpanzee is in love with her because I'm in love with her and I don't even know her. Cheetah's reportedly spent 30 of his 38 years at the zoo. Lafette said the chip was initially being kept as someone's pet, but as he grew older, it became unmanageable and his owners donated him to the zoo. 
Though he is adapted to adapted to life in the chimpanzee enclosure, he has always had trouble ingratiating himself with the other animals and was seriously injured in a fight with other male chimps in 08. So he's got a fight. So he's a lover, not a fighter, guys. It's just obviously that he's a freaking lover, not a fighter. This is sad. Despite the zoo's decision to ban AD from visiting Cheetah, there are fears that the chimp will never be able to integrate well with the other chimps. It doesn't sound so because he had some freak that had him living in a house. But let me see if we can see this article. Maybe there's a video to go with it. I, I didn't see that earlier, but I would like to see her if we can get a little video of, of the newscast. There's a G out here. This 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 looks good. Watch on YouTube. This this looks good. Oh, excuse me. Het probleem is, ik heb uh, een uh, verhouding, zal ik maar zeggen, met, uh, met een aap. En uh, hij heet Cheetah, hij is 38 jaar. Well, she's speaking Belgium. Hij begint te zwaaien met zijn armen. I'll just tell you this much. Of naar omhoog te This is definitely a woman that I would fall in love with. And, and she definitely looks like she would fall in love with a chimp. I mean, she has a very sexual, outgoing personality. You can just tell, look at that dress. She's wearing the sexual color. She has the red hair. That's the sexual color. She's got the uh, lipstick on. She's actually got pretty nice teeth. And that guy's used to, he's a ladies' man. He's, not, he's a lover, not a fighter. So this is what we're dealing with. Let's see. Yeah, he can't socialize. I know that. I know that word in Belgium. So I'm just saying, guys, uh, we need to really pay a, uh, close attention to what we're doing because we got people buying skateboards covered in blood. We got people falling in love with chimpanzees, getting kicked out of zoo. Zeus, I don't know what's going on with society, but I'll tell you this much. It's not looking good. We are not trending up, especially America right now. With the debacle that's going on in, on in Afghanistan makes us just a laughing stock. And we really should be because we have a country that covered up terror attacks on 9-11. We have a country that does false flag attacks. So there's not a lot to be proud of if you really look underneath the surface of what's going on. So you can have cognitive dissonance and choose not to believe the current reality in which you live. Or you can actually choose to, uh, you know, be like, oh, I know exactly what's going on and we are being lied to. Because I'll tell you this much, we are being lied to on a grand scale. And so you have to choose, are you gonna let them steal steal your good vibrational energy and keep you in a state of fight or flight? Because here at the Conspiracy Castle, we wanna break you out of that jail cell they put you in, that mental hell, where that you're constantly, you know, in that debt race of society, always paying your debt, always paying your future debt. You know, robbing Peter to pay Paul, that lifestyle is terrible. And, and I, my family's lived that lifestyle my whole life. And I know that's not the key to life. The key to life is having, you know, gratitude for what's going on and not getting caught up in the every social or cultural issue that irks you. Because I get it. Listen, I got to protest. I'm an activist. I got to fight um, for my right to not just party, but to live my life. But we also have to pick and choose our battles strategically because if we're always fighting, we're never going to find happiness. Because as humans, we're not meant to fight. I believe we're meant to love. Some people are more naturally inclined to fight, and that's good. That's good for you. You go fight all you want. But I'm telling you, you can find that love in your heart. You can spread and share that love. But you can't spread that love. If you don't love yourself, you don't take care of yourself. You can't share from an empty cup. If you don't have love for yourself, you're not going to be able to love one another and you're going to bring people down. So you don't want to do that. We don't want to bring people down. We want to raise people up to a higher vibrational level. Life is short. You got people going to the zoos every day for 30 years, falling in love with the chimpanzee. Your life could be worse, my guy. And maybe you'll get lucky and maybe a 
a, a brown bear will come on your porch and it'll steal your, uh, you know, your uh, Amazon uh, Bluetooth headset. I don't know if that's the last thing I ordered on Amazon. Lord knows what it's going to take, but I'll tell you this much. You don't know what you got till it's gone. So we don't want to look back with regret. We want to live life with passion. We want to live life some sort of dignity and integrity. Because we don't want to fall for the traps that society sets for us, the social engineers that try to control our lives. Take back your autonomy. Take back your life. We gotta learn to love one another. We gotta find a way to fight through the fake bullcrap. And like they always say, we gotta find a way to love one another. Sounds like a cliche, but they want to divide us, so. Divided we fall, united we stand. Cliche, little gay, maybe. But I'll say this, I love you. And I mean that. And I couldn't do this show without you. So be on the lookout. Primetime 99, Alex Stein on Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. is going to be on Rockfin. We did it, guys. We did it. All right. So I love you all. And to all, good night.